The voice interrupted his thoughts and cut through his rage and bewilderment, putting him squarely back in the here and now, which was the last place he wanted to be. Here was the U.S. Marshal's office, where the DEA brought you for after-hours processing when you had the misfortune of being arrested for possession of approximately 250 kilos of coke and horse with intent to distribute. Now, it was about eleven o'clock on the night that should have been the greatest of his life. Oh, yes. Just this afternoon, he'd been acquitted at his retrial on money laundering charges, and, better than that, one of his men had hit the DEA agent responsible for Kareem's entrapment and conviction in the first place. Just this evening, he'd been hosting a little celebration dinner and toasting his success with the finest champagne his world-class wine cellar had to offer. Just a few short hours ago, he'd been free and clear, with his entire life ahead of him, his wife by his side, and everything to live for. But that was before Carrie flipped and led the feds to the drug warehouse where they'd found about $7 million worth of his shit before the DEA broke down his front door and raided his house, before his beautiful wife packed her little bags and walked out, before Special Agent Dexter Brady knocked Kareem to the polished floor of his own damn house, put his booted foot in the middle of his back and handcuffed him like a street-level dealer. Now here he was, once again at the mercy of these little government fuckers who didn't have the slightest idea who they were dealing with. Once again relying upon the non-existent skills of Jacob Radcliffe, the high-priced lawyer bitch who was standing right there, watching the proceedings with his all-shucks, howdy-doody red hair, blue eyes and freckles, useless to prevent Kareem from spending tonight at the Justice Center with the common criminals once again being searched, fingerprinted, photographed from all sides and numbered like a cattle farmer's prize bull. Mr. Gregory? The DEA youngster, or marshal, or whoever the fuck he was, slid the blue plastic box across the table toward him and tried again. Your personal items? Kareem glared at the punk, enjoying the slow drain of color from his face and the way he tried to jerk up his chin in front of his superiors, acting all brave and shit when he really was beginning to understand the situation here. Here was a situation. Kareem was like a Siberian tiger. Siberian tigers didn't belong in cages. You could catch one, yeah, and throw it in a cage, and sometimes you could even keep it there for a while. The tiger might sit quietly and eat his three squares a day. But the thing about both tigers and Kareem was this. They had fangs, claws, and unholy power. They chose the right moment to strike, and then they tore their captors to shreds and ate their flesh when everyone least expected it. Kareem channeled all of this into his silent gaze and he stared the youngster down until finally the kid looked over his shoulder and shot Brady a what-should-I-do-now-boss look. Brady edged forward, ready with a smirk and a taunt. What's wrong, Kareem? 
Afraid to trust us with your sparklies? That's unnecessary, Radcliffe told Brady. Wow. Two words out of his lawyer's mouth. What was that? A thousand dollars or so tacked onto Kareem's legal fees? Kareem ignored Radcliffe. He'd deal with him later and focus some of his fury on Brady because there was plenty to go around. Brady was a DEA bloodhound who'd been sniffing after Kareem for years. Brady was the one who'd been working with Carrie and got him to flip on Kareem.